Next on BYU Sports Nation, a signing day synopsis. The biggest headlines from the newest All-22 of BYU football. We'll break down the men's basketball matchup with Santa Clara with ESPN's Roxy Bernstein and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Plus, and one picks for game day, a new WCC Player of the Year power poll. And we have a framed picture for the set that will change your life. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Station is live on a game day. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy February 8th, wherever and however you're dialed in. Wonderful to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Glamour Shots photographer Jerem Jordan. You could just put your uh, hand in a fist and tuck it under your chin. Yeah, that's really nice right there. I'll bring the Aquanet and the L.A. Looks gel. You bring the backlighting. This sounds amazing. And the mist machine. And terrible. <laughs> Please don't. This is what. How'd you get this number? <laughs> do people still do those. Like, is that still a thing? Even as a joke? Like, is there a shop open to be like, hey, we'd take glamour shots as a spoof? Well, they used to be in. You remember when you'd go to the store or the mall, and then you'd go into Olin Mills? Oh, Olin Mills. Olin Mills. Sounds like a backup defenseman in the NHL or something. (laughs) Olin Mills. Glamour shots. I'm going to need somebody to help us out with that. <laughs> Jerem needs a don't new use, glamour shot profile. Use my name. No. <laughs> we know. We know. Pick. We know a guy that brought signed headshots of himself to a, a remote. Radio show one time. Yes, we do. We know a guy. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. That actually happened. It's not Jason Shepard. <laughs> wow. And we'll talk to the guy that gave us that sound bite today, Roxy Bernstein. The wow bite. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Bring on the headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU football signed 22 players yesterday. Welcome to the family. Class included four-star wide receiver Gunnar Romney out of Chandler, Arizona. We'll discuss more about the signing day particulars and the biggest headlines that we picked up on through our two-hour BYU Sports Nation special yesterday. BYU basketball ball night. The Cougars host Santa Clara tonight in the Marriott Center, 11 Eastern time. Watch the game on ESPNU. Listen on BYU Radio, pregame at 10 Eastern. The Cougars have won 14 of the 15 games against the Broncos as members of the West Coast Conference. The majority of those not close, which is our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU's average margin of victory over Santa Clara is 19.6 points. 19.6. The line, by the way, is 16.5. So will I go 17-plus in an and one pick? We shall see. Jerem may or may not go 17-plus in an and one pick. It's going to be a the curse is in had, play tonight. I've not had that sound uh, often this year, so i got to play it safe, get some points. BYU baseball picked to finish first in the West Coast Conference according to the 10 coaches Pre-season in Pre-season champs! Mm-hmm. Yeah! And they were last year's postseason champs as well. Yeah, that matters. That being said, head coach Mike Littlewood, fittingly, not putting much stock into what the coaches say in the preseason polls. 
Obviously, it's nice to be recognized as one of the top teams. Preseason polls don't mean a whole lot. They never have. I mean, we, I think we've been picked fifth, sixth, seventh the last three or four years, and, and we've won the conference. It's all about just going out, competing week to week, but it is nice to get the recognition from the coaches. I think Coach Littlewood and BYU would rather be picked to finish fifth, sixth, or seventh. Also from yesterday, second baseman Brennan Anderson, shortstop Daniel Schneeman, and outfielder Keaton Kringlin selected to the preseason all-conference team. And BYU men's volleyball assistant coach Lucas Slabe has been hired by USA Volleyball as an assistant to the great Karch Karai on the women's national volleyball team in pursuit of gold in 2020 in Tokyo in the Olympics. Slabe will finish this season with the BYU men's team before taking the job, the Cougars, in action at UC San Diego tonight at 9 Eastern time. Slabe is a tremendous coach. It'll be a bummer to see him go. He's helped BYU go to two national championship matches. This is a busy Thursday. Volleyball, basketball, There's softball much more. gets going today. Let's go. And women's basketball also in action. So, yeah, it's game day for quite a few BYU teams. Rise and shout. Now it's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Signing day synopsis. Yesterday, we had a two-hour special in Studio B profiling all of the new BYU footballers and interviewing a good deal of the BYU football staff, including the new guys. National Signing Day is one of the most anticipated and excited day, exciting days rather for BYU football fans. 22 players into this year's class, and that takes us to today's Twitter question. What's your biggest takeaway from BYU football signing day? Use the hashtag BYUSN at Ames Flames. Hope for the future. With missions in the mix, there's a good portion of those guys who we won't see for a good long while, but excited to have them in the second fridge. Hashtag Somebody was paying attention. Backup fridge. Thank yes. you, mm-hmm. Jeff Grimes. All right. What do you think about the class? Now we take a look at our takeaways with a special edition of Big Deal, No Deal. Big Deal, No Deal. How would you write my pronunciation on that, Jerem? Much better. Thank you. Presented by Utah Valley Convention and Visitors Bureau. Bring everyone together at visitprobo.org. It's definitely a big deal. I would like to start, Jerem. Number one, big deal, no deal. The crowded quarterback room in which there will be eight quarterbacks heading into fall camp. Can you have too many, Jeff Grimes? You can never have too many okay. good quarterbacks. You can have too many quarterbacks, <laughs> <laughs> but you can't, you can't have too many good quarterbacks. And I would always uh, yield towards having more rather than less. The offensive coordinator, Jeff Grimes, with eight quarterbacks in play. Big deal or no deal, Jerem? Big deal. You need to find the guy. Who's the guy? Lo- load him up. Compete and let's see who's there. I, I don't think that it's going to be Zach Wilson or Stacey Connor as a freshman. I think that's that would be a pretty bold move for a new offensive coordinator, first time at a new school. Yet, I think those guys will help things. I think that it's going to be Tanner Mang and Bo Hodge or Joe Crishlow. I think your start is one of those three. Just to get everybody caught up to date on the eight quarterbacks, you mentioned the three that are, I guess, the leaders to become the incumbent incumbents. because yeah. they have yeah. experience, right? Tanner Mangum, Joe Critchlow, Bo Hodge, throw in Cody Willstead. Then there's Baylor Romney, who is a preferred walk-on. It's Gunner's older brother. Stacy Connor, Zach Wilson, part of the signing class yesterday, and Jaron Hall is also coming off of a mission. Eight quarterbacks. And I'm with you. I think it is a big deal because competition generally breeds good things. 
Everyone's got a fresh slate. We'll get into more of that in just a bit. I I think it's a good thing. I think it's a big deal to have guys that are going to compete and are competitive and feel like they can bring some swagger and moxie right now, including the freshman Stacey Connor, who said, just give me a shot. I'm, I'm going to make plays. I'm a playmaker. That'll make everyone better. It is too many guys for quality reps, though, let's be honest. Number two, big deal, no deal. The immediate impact of this signing class. Uh, I'm going to say no deal because – the immediate impact at BYU is a hard thing to really get is into. 2020 immediate? No, it's not. We're talking about the 2018 season, right? So of the 22 guys that BYU officially welcomed yesterday as part of signing day, two, maybe three might play a role for the team this year. I'm with so, you. No deal. Let's no name those deal. guys. Gunnar Romney could have an impact, I think. Danny Jones, the punter, will make an impact. He's probably going to have the biggest impact of anybody signed yesterday. And then he wasn't mentioned yesterday, but he's part of this class in a way as a return missionary. Skyler Southam is likely a starting kicker, sending out Twitter videos of him with 60-yard field goals. Um, those are your three impact players, in my opinion. I'll be surprised if there's someone else who has a major impact. Like, yeah. like return missionary is more likely to me to have an impact if they've got home six months before. Like a Kyrus Tonga and a Matt Bushman, those guys had huge impacts on last season. Those are return missionaries. Uh, Chaz Ayu was a freshman who played. He got hurt. He was in the mix at Nickelback a little bit. There weren't a lot of high it's school the freshmen jumping in. It's the outlier. Now, a name to watch that we learned from Gennaro Guilford is Isaiah Heron. He's a guy that, as much as he might make an impact, it'd probably come on special teams. So how do you rate that? Yeah, and, and, and you don't want the high school guys playing. You want them to be able to learn the system, bulk up, get strong, and then move on. And while we're talking about defensive backs like Isaiah Heron, number three, big deal, no deal, Jerem. Long, fast, rangy defensive backs. Uh, no deal. It's a nice ideology. I want to see these guys on the field making plays. The Michael Davis idea. I want to see more Michael Davis type guys. Michael Davis got benched, which is why it's no deal for me. For Diane Gonwoloku. Can BYU players and coaches execute the philosophy they want with the long, fast, rangy defensive backs? Michael Davis is playing in the NFL, but he wasn't good enough to start at BYU. Why? Did it not match the philosophy? How does that happen? But they're going after guys like him. So for me, until I see it, it's no deal. Number four, big deal, no deal. The effect on the 2017 season on the 2018 signing class. Kalani Stake says it didn't. I don't know if it affected that much. I mean, I think there's a lot of people that know what BYU is about, and um, regardless of what the season is going to be like, I don't think that's a huge indicator of what the success in recruiting is going to be. I'm going to say this is a big deal. Now, Kalani Satake, of course, has to kind of juggle everything, and he obviously sees the very big picture. But if we're just focusing in on what a 4-9 and nine season does, to the signing class that came in yesterday, I think it is a big deal because last season led to some key coaching changes and thus BYU lost some big recruits, notably Brandon Caho, who went to Washington. He was a four-star guy. That's not... Uh, Tanner McKee at Stanford? Yeah. Well. It's not something it's you can just in be the like, mix. Eh, yeah. oh, well, yeah, no, big. No, it's a, it's a big deal. It, it does make an impact. How's it not a big deal? BYU went four and nine and had a, a bad season. BYU's recruiting rankings. Listen, we, we haven't brought up where BYU ranked in that because it's inconvenient. BYU was in the 70s and signed one four-star. Of course it did. BYU's always overachieved its recruiting ranking, but you don't want to be in the 70s. You want BYU to be in the 50s. That's where you want them to be realistically. Yeah, let, to be real, four and nine, 
absolutely had somewhat of an impact. If I'm Kalani, I, I don't say it had an impact either. Yeah, exactly. I understand why he said what he said, but it did have an impact. Okay, number five, big deal, no deal. The clean slate that we have referenced, Jerem. No one is guaranteed a spot philosophy, specifically coming from offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes, who let the team know everyone's starting from scratch. We've told all of them they're starting with a clean slate, and that means if you're a guy that's been around here and had a lot of starting experience, that's great, but that doesn't necessarily guarantee you anything moving forward. And for the, for some guys who may have been here for a while and haven't played a whole lot, that's like a, a breath of fresh, fresh air for them. Big no, deal or no deal? No deal. Uh, this is a tactic to motivate the incumbents, in my opinion. And for that reason, I think it is a big deal because, yeah, it, it should motivate some of these guys. If you can't be motivated after 4-9, and nine, get out of here. The clean really? slate philosophy evens the playing field for everyone. Not really, though. Like, so we're going to have, like, 12 freshmen starting in, like, If they can one, play, Kalani told us yesterday, if a freshman is better than someone that's older than them, the freshman will play. That just doesn't really happen that often. It's a nice idea. It's a nice idea. But the actual action, that doesn't happen very often. I guess we'll see. All right, let's keep rolling on we Twitter. We have seen, historically. Hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. What is your biggest takeaway from BYU football signing day? Let's hit the tweets. At Cougar underscore Nate, that BYU signed the 92nd ranked recruiting class. I'm not sure which metric he's looking at. You said 70s. Hey, 92nd? Yeah, that's bad. No. Not good. Good thing, continuing, I don't take any stock in recruiting rankings. I like the guys BYU signed. I do too. I just think that uh, that does matter. Because BYU is not good at it, It's you can't just ignore it. You, you, you can, but you're ignoring the facts. BYU signed one four-star. When BYU signs four-stars, they are starters. And BYU signed one of those guys. Hey, coming up, ESPN's Roxy Bernstein is in studio. Does BYU look better than last year to him? Mm, an unbiased opinion coming. And next, Greg Rebell joins us with a stat that just might guarantee a victory for BYU tonight against Santa Clara. Also, it's picture time. This is BYU Sports Nation. Big Deal, No Deal is sponsored by the Utah Valley Convention and Visitors Bureau. Bring everyone together. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back. Happy February 8th. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us, won't you, at BYU Sports Nation, hashtag BYUSN, whenever you would like to engage in conversation with us. Thursday nights at 9 o'clock typically means that BYU just won a game. But in the case of tonight, it means that BYU is about to start a game. Against Santa Clara, 11 Eastern, 9 Mountain, pregame on BYU Radio at 10 Eastern. You can watch it, listen to it, uh, ESPNU, BYU Radio. BYU football welcomed 22 new football Cougars yesterday with their 2018 signing class. Our Twitter question today, what is your biggest takeaway from BYU football's signing day at TM Sherbel with this tweet. Not many four- or five-star recruits even looking at BYU. Hashtag sad face. Five-star ain't really going to happen. There's been one that signed with a non-Power 5 team ever. Four-stars, yeah, you sprinkle in. Like, if BYU gets two or three, that's in a really, really good class. BYU got one. There are those that don't care for the star system. I happen to think that that's out of the inconvenience of it because BYU didn't sign as many of those guys. 
Some of the best players in BYU history haven't been the four-star guys, but I'm telling you, the four-star guys are starters, so they're always guys that come in and make an impact. A five-star broadcaster joining us in Studio B right now. He is the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rebel. Greg, welcome back to What's the up, show. Greg? Good morning, gents. There's a lot to talk about, but none more important than a study on McDonald's French fries and the incredible picture you sent out in response to said study, which we are looking at right now on BYU TV. <laughs> This is an incredible photo, Greg. It's one of those what-if situations. <laughs> <laughs> what if I had the answer back then? What if I had the secret back then? Yeah, yeah, McDonald's French fries apparently have an ingredient that could prevent baldness. I could have been rocking the center part to this day. <laughs> <laughs> that thing's amazing. That was late 70s? <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably thereabouts. <laughs> late Jer- 70s, early 80s. Jerem has made it his new profile picture yeah, it's on my, Twitter. It's my uh, avatar. New avatar. Not yeah. for long, we hope. Well, and we'll see. It needs to be displayed on the set. Yeah, we, 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 <laughs> it's already framed. We, we think we need to put wow. this somewhere. It, it ha- needs to be displayed. Happy to sign that for you. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, amazing. Good heavens. <laughs> How old were you in that picture? 13? Yeah, I was probably 12, 13. Yeah, it's late 70s. Or, I was born in 67. So, yeah, I are probably you know, right around the uh, turn of the decade there, yes. 1980s. If you yeah. want to know what it looks like, just follow Jerem Jordan on Twitter. <laughs> it, feels a, it feels a little cumbersome uh, no. right down the middle here. It, we'll it already a, feels cumbersome <laughs> in a lot of different ways. We'll find a good spot. <laughs> so good. Okay, let's, let's talk about uh, signing day, and then we'll talk about hoops. So w- what stood out to you yesterday from signing day for BYU football? You know, even though he's not one of this year's recruits, he introduced one of the recruits. Is it okay to say Tristan Hodge? Dude, solid. Mm. That's a big boy. I'm excited to see Tristan Hodge on the offensive line this year. Do you know he was Notre Dame's offensive scout team of the uh, scout team player of the year back in 2015? Really? So again, he comes uh, he comes with uh, with high school pedigree, uh, P5 pedigree. I think Tristan Hodge is going to be a player. I'm excited. Just the fact that he was there yesterday and I got to meet him and just kind of shake his hand and see how good he, he looks. Ready to roll. James Empey was up there introducing and recruit. He's another guy that didn't play on the O line that he will be on part of this year's line. So there are a couple of guys that were like not yesterday's news, but were there that got me excited for and this. James season. looks really good too. True, absolutely, and he could be the guy that steps in and becomes the new T. John Caroma. A lot of big shoes to fill there, obviously. But T. John started as a freshman, and James may be expected to do the same thing. Uh, I was impressed by how tall Stacy Connor is. Good oh, gravy. Yeah. He walked by me. I was like, who's that guy? Yeah. What, did Dave Rose looking at a, a, he's got a hoops guy on campus? Yeah. Or, you know, Stacey Connor's tall. Five. So Six that, five, yeah. I was impressed by how, how good uh, Gunnar Romney's film is, and I'm excited to see him on the field. It's just a few takeaways. But, you know, it's BYU. You never know, right? I mean, what was, uh, who was maybe the most ballyhooed recruit from last year? Probably, maybe Ch- Chaz Ayu, as I recall. Might have yeah. been the biggest splash. Yeah. Well, he played seven games, and he's on a mission now. So, you know, played seven games, made nine tackles. I mean, you never really know, especially at BYU, because you may not see these guys really for years. And so it's always tough to assess just how good or bad a class is. It takes a long time and longer at BYU. So I like to let things play out, and it's a good day. It's an exciting day. The coaches know exactly what they've got, and we tend to have to wait until they've actually made a few plays on the field to get uh, a real assessment of them. But We, uh, yeah. we almost have to look to, what is it, 2018? We almost have to go back to, like, 2015 and be like, all right, who's back from a mission or yeah, redshirted or be guys, Yeah, there will be guys that show up this fall and go, oh, yeah. Him, he's been gone a couple. Yeah, I, I, there are always guys I forget about because they've been gone. They come back and make a splash, and we pick it up and go from there. So it's always tough to tell. Now you mentioned Gunnar Romney's name, and we're talking about immediate impact potential. Gunnar is probably that position that Chaz Ayu was in last year because he's the four-star guy, and people are you know comparing him already to Austin Collie. But 
Jeremy and I think that Danny Jones is probably going to be the guy that's a new guy that's going to have the biggest impact. It's also impressive, yeah, from how far he came to come to BYU is also pretty cool. The fact that he's one of the Australia guys. Uh, But Gunnar Romney, I think, is in a different position than maybe a Chaz. Chaz was coming into a position that was pretty loaded. And I I think Gunnar Romney's at a place where it's more, where you're more able to make an impact immediately and see the field immediately. Uh, You know, I I know that, uh, you know, there's another player out there, potential transfer that could come into BYU that, you know, plays the same position that could be one of those guys expected to again see the field immediately. The top receiver for BYU last year wasn't a wideout, it was a tight end. And the wide receiver numbers, like the top two wideouts, Aleva and, and Micah, um, they, they were modest numbers, let's put it that way. Uh, and, and so I think that you can get more out of the wideout position. Micah's a great start and Aleva's a great start, but, uh, but Gunner's the kind of guy I think who could add to that group almost immediately and, and see a real immediate impact. But I do like Micah and Aleva a lot. And speaking of guys we kind of forgot about, Moroni Laulu Pututel, right. huge weapon. Joe yeah. Tukuafu, um, Matt Wells' favorite player on the BYU roster. Those two <laughs> could make a big impact, too. So, yeah, you're right. It's a fun day, and uh, it's football every day. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, uh, let, let's talk about the men's basketball matchup with Santa Clara. This is a team BYU beat by 34 on the road, but the situation's a little different in that I think BYU's dialed in after two losses last week. What do you think? Yeah, it's a team that BYU tends to play rather well and shot it really well against them last, uh, you know, last year at the at the Levy Center or uh, last yeah last month at the Levy Center. Last year was a, a, actually the one game they did lose to Santa Clara in this entire series was last year in Santa Clara. But last month they did beat them. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, Dave Rose does a really good job of first of all getting his. And even though it wasn't a win at Gonzaga, it was a bounce back of sorts from LMU. The LMU game just didn't feel right, right? It, it just didn't look and feel right in a lot of ways. And two days later, they came back and played a much better basketball game. There was, there was more hustle. Uh, there was more want to. There weren't as many shots dropping as they would have liked, but it just felt better and felt right. And it was competitive and it was tough and it was energized. And, and, and so even though it wasn't a win, I thought Gonzaga was a bounce back of sorts for BYU. And Dave's great at that. Dave and his program are the consummate uh, bounce back program. They rarely lose two games in a row. And uh, even though it happened last week, it felt different the way they uh, took the loss Saturday in Spokane. So I, I was encouraged by it. Well, let's take that bounce back mentality one step further with a stat that matters. Yeah, so uh, did you know Dave Rose has, this is his 13th season at BYU, he has never, ever lost three straight league games. Okay, so two games is it. All right, so now that BYU's lost two in a row, it's over tonight because Dave has never, ever lost, (laughs) ever lost three straight league games. In fact, losing streaks of any kind, Dave's only had one of more than two games in his entire tenure here at BYU. Late in the 2014 season, they lost to Utah, lost at Oregon, then lost to LMU Pep, I think, to open WCC. So they lost four games in a row. That's the longest losing skid of the Dave Rose era and the only rut longer than two games of any kind. And they recovered from it to go to the NCAA tournament that year. Now, uh, that's, that's a little ways ahead for this year's team. But that said, two-game streaks are about as long as you're going to get with Dave Rose. Yeah. He's never lost three straight league games. BYU has six games left in the regular season. What can the Cougars possibly do to make you feel like, hey, they can make a run in the West Coast Conference Tournament in early March? Well, mid to late February is kind of when Dave Rose's teams tend to play some of their best basketball. And again, I'll rely on some history here. Uh, He's coached 12 previous seasons. Of those 12 previous years, 10 of them 
have seen BYU finish either five and one or six and zero oh in those last six games. And so that is the that is the, the the rule as opposed to the exception is strong play late. And so you know Dave's again never lost more than six league games in any year. They're at five right now. So again, these kind of things all cobbled together to say I won't be surprised. And I'd expect BYU to play well down the stretch, uh, get to those double-digit conference wins, head to Vegas on some sort of up note. The fact you play Gonzaga on your final home game of the regular season, albeit not a true senior night, uh, it is your final game of the regular season at home. It'll be a sold-out crowd. What a great way to go into Vegas it would be to get that win over oh, Gonzaga man. on that night. You know they played them well uh, last Saturday. They played St. Mary's well both games. I uh, haven't gotten that, that marquee win over the, the top two league teams yet. So wouldn't it be great to go into Vegas off of that kind of springboard? And again, way down. Dave's teams have played late. We wouldn't be surprised if that happens. At this point, the at-large is out, right? BYU's got to win in Vegas. Um, and, and so in the final six regular season games, and then you hope BYU wins the quarterfinal, to get to a semi where you can be competitive, what do you want to see from BYU in the final six here to, to make you think, okay, a run could happen in Vegas? Uh, a little better care of the ball uh, being taken, uh, a few more threes uh, dropping, and, uh, and, and really just, that, again, that sense and that vibe that we had Saturday in Spokane. A really good together feeling. Even though shots weren't dropping, it just felt right. Uh, much different than it did a week ago at Los Angeles. Uh, and, and, you know, for the big three to play big at the same time, you know, together. Uh, and, and more than just here and there. Because I think, really, you've got three uh, really hallmark players in Elijah, Yoli, and TJ that when they're on together, they can beat anybody. And I hope that happens a lot. All right, Greg. We always save the best for last. But maybe not today, because I think the picture was the best. The picture was probably <laughs> the best. We hope you provide something good right now. But this is the second best. A cool thing about Canada. <laughs> so now today's thing about Canada may not necessarily be cool. Uh, in fact, I'm not sure that I'm, I'm totally in favor of it. Um, but it is a thing. Uh, as of yesterday, the Canadian National Anthem is now officially gender neutral. Okay. A Senate bill passed and got royal assent yesterday that now makes Canada's national anthem gender neutral by changing the words of the anthem. The words, in all thy sons command, which is how we've sung it for, you know, ever, right, has been replaced with in all of us command to take the gender out of the neutral, to not be in all thy sons command. Now it's in all of us command. And so they changed it. It's, it's, they, they changed the deal. Does humankind agree with this? Yeah. And so, you know, Prime Minister Trudeau the other day is, uh, is, is at a town hall and somebody used, somebody well, well-intentioned from the audience talked about mankind. And he says, we should really say people kind. And now we're getting carried away, <laughs> I think. You know, because, you know, you, think, you, you bring it to music. You know, what's Billy Joel going to sing? Piano person? <laughs> you know, it's just, uh, we need to just kind of figure out where, in, you know, I don't know. It's going uh, okay. So, yeah, O Canada, our home and native land, true patriot love, in all thy son's command is now in all of us command. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a little strange. Yeah, I, I That's know. not a cool thing. It's a thing. It's, it's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. Whether it's cool is up for interpretation. Here's the thing about Some Canada. out there might think it's cool, and that's fine. Yeah. Greg Rebell is a, a man of the people kind. <laughs> 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 He's a person of the people kind. <laughs> Greg, great stuff. Thank you. You know for what the are picture. they gonna? You know, the golf course. You know, guy hits a big drive. You the person doesn't have the same exactly. kind of vibe. Exactly. Yeah. Tiger Woods. You the person. Yeah, Where's the line, people? <laughs> exactly. The Gotta line? find it. Holy cow! What is your biggest takeaway from BYU football signing day? Is our Twitter question today as we say goodbye to the fabulous Greg Rubel. Coming up, I make the climb back in our latest and greatest animal picks. Oh, you're making the climb. Roxy's here. Yeah. Roxy's here.
And as Greg says, ESPN's Roxy Bernstein is in the house. Does he think this BYU team is better equipped to compete at the West Coast Conference Tournament in March? Look at those specs. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio. National simulcast on BYU TV. We are on demand anytime, anywhere. Hey, where'd the picture of Greg go? I moved it over there. It was okay. too distracting. Our audience wasn't listening. Uh, the <laughs> BYU Basketball with Dave Rose show is re-airing at 1 Eastern time right after this program. So if you missed Tuesday, you want to watch it, McKay Cannon was the guest. Check it out. BYU football signed 22 players yesterday. That leads off our refresh of the headlines. The class highlighted by four-star wide receiver Gunner Romney out of Chandler, Arizona. We talked more about the signees and what's trending. If you missed any of that conversation, a big deal, no deal version of the synopsis from signing day. You can listen on demand. Just download the podcast. The ball night in the Marriott Center. Men's Hoops host Santa Clara tonight, 11 Eastern time. Watch the game on ESPNU. Listen on BYU Radio, pregame at 10. Preseason champions for BYU baseball, Jerem. Preseason champs. Picked first in the West Coast Conference by the coaches. Also second baseman Brennan Anderson, shortstop Daniel Schneeman, and outfielder Keaton Kringlin, all named to the preseason all-conference team. And men's uh, volleyball assistant coach Lucas Labe has been hired by the USA women's national team as an assistant coach to the great Karch Karai. Slabe will finish the season with the BYU men before taking the job. Seventh-ranked BYU plays at UC San Diego tonight. And 9 Eastern. We just spoke with the man who's going to call the BYU-Santa Clara game on BYU Radio tonight. Why not bring in the man who is the face of tonight's game on ESPNU, Roxy Bernstein. Roxy, welcome Roxy. back, man. Hi, guys. It's good to be here. Uh, the, 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 the face of Shirley's Bakery yes. oh boy. in the studio. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a bad, bad look for me when I can look out my window of my hotel and I can see it. Because it's just there haunting me. You must come have a cinnamon roll. The cookies yeah. are here. They're Great. So That's good. all I need right now. They're so good. Oh. Speaking of food, Roxy, you had one of the better metaphors that I can ever remember. And we talked about this uh, at the last game you called for BYU. That is, to help explain St. Mary's basketball, you compared the Gales to In-N-Out Burger. Explain yes. this wonderful metaphor to the masses. So everybody's familiar with In-N-Out Burger, obviously. And they don't do a lot of things, right? It's pretty basic. It's simple. Yeah. It's simple. They follow a system, and they stick to it, and they don't, they don't stray from it. Well, that's St. Mary's. I mean, St. Mary's, you know what's coming. They're going to pick and roll you to the high heavens. They're going to space the floor. They're one of the most skilled teams in America. They do what they do, and they're not going to change no matter what you throw at them. So they're a lot like In-N-Out Burger. In-N-Out Burger is not going to change. You don't see chicken at In-N-Out Burger. <laughs> you, you, you don't. You got, they have the burgers. You have the fries. You have the shakes and the sodas. And that's all they got, right? There's a few things off the menu. To well, if you're going to go animal style, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Well, that's like all it, of a sudden they fast break. But that's a Randy Bennett counter. Okay, if you're going to cheat on the pick and roll, okay, we'll slip it. And that's like the animal style. That's the counter that St. Mary's throws at you. <laughs> yeah. So you got to be ready for that. Do you have any other analogies to West Coast Conference teams? Uh, no, not really. No, I, I would love to see all ten. <laughs> <laughs> You're really going to make me work? All right, next time yeah. I come on, I have yeah. to have ten. And I can equate it you know, to yeah. different fast food play. Okay, who is El Pollo Loco? Yeah. You know, who's the Chick-fil-A? Pacific. The- <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I, we were joking about that. We think maybe BYU is, is Chick Fil A. I don't know. Closed on Sundays. Closed on Sundays. <laughs> okay, so I get it. Hook, yeah. I get it. Understand. Yeah. That's a very good one. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe it was that, but now it's different because BYU is a different style. Yeah, of, we'll, I, yeah, we'll I don't see. Know. I mean, we'll the, okay, who's the McDonald's then? I mean, is it Gonzaga? But we, do you go back with we history? Almost, we almost seem to go know. up a little bit. I don't know. I mean, then there's you can look, look at a school like USF, for example, had the great track record with national championships in the 50s and Bill Russell and Casey Jones and the great history that they have. But I know it's been some lean years as of late, but what do you make of them? And who? Yeah. I, I got to put a lot yes. of thought into this. Yes. All right. Yeah. Project. And, and maybe there's a current and then there's a historical. So now there's okay. 20 oh, restaurants. Boy. <laughs> oh, boy. The homework assignment is real. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no. Okay, let's talk about the matchup that you're going to call tonight. Yeah. Uh, BYU and Santa Clara. This has not been favorable to Santa Clara with the exception of last year's game there. Why is this such a good matchup for BYU, in your opinion? Well, I think you go back to the first matchup this season and how efficient BYU was offensively. What, 79% shooting That's in the ridiculous. first half? That's Are you ridiculous. kidding me? That's crazy. That is insane to put together a half like that. Um, right now, I, I think Santa Clara is a little thin in terms of the depth and talent. And I think it's made it tough for Herb Sendek, and he's trying to build this program the right way. It's just not a good fit when you're dealing with the power and the size that, that BYU has right now. So in this particular matchup, you look at what BYU brings to the table. And this, as you guys well know and your fans know, it's a different BYU team than we've seen in the past. This is, I think, as good a defensive team that I've seen from BYU that, as long as I can remember, to be honest with you. That's what when Karan Butler and I were here for the LMU game. The now-retired Karan Butler. The, yes. Yeah. We're going to have some fun with that tonight. <laughs> he doesn't know that. I can get away with it because I know Karan's not watching right now. But as far as what we did our open last time, I think it was the first time in recent history that anybody talked about BYU's defense to open up a broadcast. Because it's, I think that's the story with this team. Yeah, Yoli Childs and Elijah Bryant are great offensive players. But to me, the story with this BYU team is defense. And when you guys were talking with Greg earlier about their chances in Vegas, can, can they make a run and win the tournament? I think this team might be better equipped because the defense is going to be there. Defense shows up. Offense doesn't show up every night, but defense does. And I think that gives BYU a fighting chance in Vegas. So the Cougars shoot 8 for 44 combined over the two losses last week. The head scratcher against LMU, and then they compete against Gonzaga, only 3 for 20 from beyond the arc, but it's a tie game with under three minutes to play, right? So... Is BYU basketball, because of defense, overall, are they better than the team that you have watched over the last few years? Well, they're certainly not as fun to watch because those teams the last number of years, you'd come and you'd see great offense. Whether it was Hawes, uh, Fisher, you go on and on with the guys that could really fill it up, right? Well, now, yes, they have guys that can score. But this is a team that's, I think, built from the defensive end to the offensive end, even though there's some really skilled players uh, offensively. Um, it, it, it's, it, I, I have a hard time saying they're a, a better team right now. Let's see how this thing plays out. Like People are ready to label this as St. Mary's best team that Randy Bennett has had. To this point, I agree with that. But we still have to see what's going to happen come the WCC tournament the NCAA tournament for St. Mary's, and there's still a lot of season to go, even though we're getting toward the stretch here in February. 
Let's turn this into St. Zaga Nation because uh, we talk about those two a lot. Okay, St. Mary's beats Gonzaga in the kennel by three. Okay, mm-hmm. They're up a game on Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. Is St. Mary's clearly the number one team in the league, or is Gonzaga on their heels? Because Saturday night's game is big time between those two. I can't wait for that one, it's Saturday night. That's going to be awesome. St. Mary's right now, yeah, they are the best team in the league. But Gonzaga's right there. It, there's a little bit of separation. But if the Zags win the game on Saturday night, then they're back even. So I don't think there's that much of a gap, even though St. Mary's has been on an amazing roll since they lost to Georgia in overtime at the Wooden Legacy. This St. Mary's team, why I think it could be the best team that Randy Bennett has had, is they have three senior leaders. When you look at Nahr and Hermanson and certainly Landale, and the pieces around them all fit. And I did their game last week against USF, and I just came away just amazed at how good they were on both ends of the floor. USF wasn't great, don't get me wrong, but but St. Mary's was in that game, and they made USF bad in that game. But the, also, when you look at Gonzaga, replacing four starters from a team, essentially four starters from a team that went all the way to the national championship game, they have talent, they have depth, they have size, but I don't know if they have the experience that St. Mary's does, and that's why I think you have to give the edge to the Gales. Roxy Bernstein of ESPN with us on BYU Sports Nation. He's going to call the game between Santa Clara and BYU in the Marriott Center. I hope you get a nap today at some point, Roxy, because it's going to be a late one, that's for sure. Um, what, do you th- what do you expect tonight? We already pointed out that BYU is typically dominant against BYU. Is there any reason to think that it won't be another blowout in favor of BYU? I mean, all, all signs point that way, but that's why we play the games. And I, I, I'm anxious to see how BYU responds coming off that weekend. And look, you lose at the kennel, there, there's no shame in that. The crushing blow was that loss at LMU. That's a oh. game you can't lose. Yeah, that and long chance to see. That, that, that's it. Yeah, I was thinking, you know, BYU is still kind of hovering around, had an opportunity for an at-large, and then you can't lay an egg like that at LMU. Now... If you happen to beat the Zags here, let's say, the final game of the regular season, and you get to the WCC championship game, which means you'll have to beat either Gonzaga or BYU or or St. Mary's, rather, to get there, I think BYU would still be at the table in terms of a bid for an at-large. I think that people are going to try to hold that LMU game against them, maybe. But I think that if you come down the stretch showing you're playing well, and if you get two signature wins, whether it's the Zags twice, whether it's the Zags in St. Mary's, I think you're going to have an opportunity for an at-large. But, you know, as long as you're going to be in that championship game, might as well take the drama out of the situation take, yeah. and just let's get the just automatic bid. Win yeah. Win it. Why not? Just win three games. Come on, Roxy. You deserve a cinnamon roll, man. <laughs> Go hit up Shirley's Bakery. Why are you doing that to me? Man. You're torturing me right now. You've earned it. Oh. You will have really earned it once you come back with 20 an hour. But I got my autograph picture. Yes, That's you did. all that matters. Now that is better than a cinnamon roll, <laughs> said nobody. No, the Greg Rebell picture is actually better than a cinnamon <laughs> you roll. Love that picture? I might what? need an autograph picture of that to bring home with me. <laughs> a relic for sure. 13-year-old Greg Rebell. Roxy, thanks for waking up, coming, hanging out with us. I'll see you boys tonight. All right. Yeah, we'll see you. Thanks we'll for there. having me. BYU in Santa Clara tonight on ESPNU, 11 p.m. Eastern, 9 Mountain. Literally get a nap in. That's what I'm going to do. Hey, coming up, Jimmer plays defense. What? And continues to get buckets in China. It's not just a trend for BYU this year? Wow. It's an international trend, Spencer. Did the less than stellar showing from Elijah Bryant and Yoli Childs 
change up my WCC Player of the Year power poll, Jared. This is the least compelling list of players I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, live from the studio Bizzle. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play, our daily rebroadcast. On weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern, you can listen to the rebroadcast on BYU Radio at 7 p.m. Eastern. Tonight at 11 Eastern, BYU Men's Hoops takes on Santa Clara in the Marriott Center on ESPNU. You can listen on BYU Radio with the pregame with our office mate Jason Shepard at 10 Eastern time. Yes, and somebody tweeted in today that uh, Shep's Lounge needs to become a regular thing. We had it on national. Where he's Sunday. leaning back lazily in a chair, interviewing people. Well, that's just you know typical day for Jason, right? <laughs> that that was amazing. He's much more comfortable than that. We that were, was fun. Sure. Our Twitter question today: What's your biggest takeaway from BYU football signing day, in which Shep's Lounge was included at USU Coug Eleven? de Shepherd says that last year's record didn't have much of an impact on recruiting. Optimistic for the future. And see, we think that last year's record did have an impact on this year's recruiting. There are a couple impact players that didn't end up signing here because the BYU went 4-9, and then certain coaches were good. Listen, Reno Mahe was a tremendous recruiter. Absolutely. People like Ty Demmer, okay? His play calling, in the end, suspect. His ability to connect with guys and bring in... Like, Tanner McKee is interested in BYU... Because of Ty Because Demmer. of Ty, Raymond... Detmer, I don't know his middle name. So, that, yeah, that's it's a bummer. But the guys BYU got, I do like. I just want more of those guys. Yeah, it, what, how fickle it is is if Caho, who signed with Washington as a four-star, signs with BYU, all of a sudden the Cougars don't have a ranking class in the 70s. It's in the 50s, you know, or the, the, the mid-60s. I that's don't know. how it should be. You sign better players, you get a better ranking. All right, speaking of rankings, it's time, Jerem. And you said it before, your favorite. The least compelling list <laughs> in college sports. Let's hit it. Woo! <laughs> Spencer Linton's WCC Player Power Rankings. It's, Jock Lando has ruined this because there's, there's no interest at the top. But the real question is, who's two, three, four, five? Oh, let's go. Starting with number five. This week it is Gonzaga Player. Again. Maybe we should give it to Rui Hachimura because he's the only guy I can remember that can get away with a double dribble. So, <laughs> yeah, let's say it's Hachimura, number five. WCC okay? Gonzaga Player is Hachimura this week. Number four, Emmett Nar. He's been hovering around that four or five spot. He has the most assists by total number of any player in the United States of America. Really Australian good. or otherwise. Elijah Bryant in at number three. Rough game. He, oh, drops the spot. He wasn't, he, something wasn't right. When he got hit in the head at LMU, he, he came back and played well still, but it really affected him during the Gonzaga game. Sure. Yoli Childs, however, had a really good game against the Beasts from Spokane. 14 under his average. Well, he sc- scored 14, but he did a lot Look, of things. Worthington outscored. Yoli, so where's Luke on this list? Oh, stop it. <laughs> stop it. Yoli Child's impact of the game, according to Dave Rose, he had a huge impact on oh, BYU's yeah. ability to, yeah. to be in that game. Sure. And number one, of course, is Jock Landon. Boring. Yes, I know number one is so boring, but he might win. <laughs> he, might, he might be a finalist for He'll, the National Player of yeah, the Year. He should be. He'll only, be top three, right? He's only lost twice. So Yoli moves up a spot. Emmett Nar moves up a spot yes. because Gonzaga player. Yes. It, no, it's Hachimura this week because he can get away with a double dribble. He can do that. Not many people <laughs> have that luxury. <laughs> Maybe in Japan a double dribble is tolerated or something, and we don't, I don't know. 
Sodeska? WCC refs, yeah. Oh, my goodness. International rules. There you go. FIBA, hey, tell FIBA me, rules. Tell me you weren't entertained a little bit by this, huh? Huh? Come on. Come on, Jerem. I'm more entertained by that photo of Greg. Oh. That photo of Greg Ooh. is the most entertaining thing we've had on this show in a long I time. I still think the greatest poll that has ever originated on this show was the non-P5. Oh, the top five non-P5. Yes. 2014. Oh, yeah, the top 4-0, we're like, yeah, they're number one. <laughs> and then BYU lose 4 in a row, and we're like, yeah, we're not doing it anymore. Top five non-P5. Some guy found me on the track at the Smithfield. I was like, why are we doing this? We're a Power 5 team. I was like, what conference are we in again? I can't remember the Power 5 conference we're in. Point Jerem. Get your whistle ready, man. Let's go. Time for and one. Picks. Predictions. And one. On BYU Sports Nation. Game day for BYU, hosting Santa Clara tonight on ESPNU, 11 Eastern. Listen on BYU Radio. And one picks right now. The first is worth two. The second is worth one. We'll update the standings tomorrow. I'll tell you this much. I am leading. But I'm going to let Jeremy right? pick first because I'm feeling generous today. Actually, it's just in the script that way. Two-pointer, BYU by 17+. plus. Oh! The, the line's 16 and a half. I'm going 17+. The plus. last Let's time go. you did this was against LMU and Provo. Oh, BYU didn't win by enough points. I want you to have points, man. And one. Ryland Bergerson and or Evan Troy will score. Okay? <laughs> so you got to stay till the, the deepest part of this game <laughs> to see that one. One of the two will score points tonight. Yes. Ryland Bergerson. Or Evan Troy. I love that pick. That's one of my favorites all year. And you're right. You have to stay to the Down final seven seconds. points. I got to get these. <laughs> my number one pick. BYU will lead by 10 plus at halftime. Oh, Vegas says nine. So, okay. The Cougars will be ahead double figures by the half. And one. KJ Fagan will score 16 points or less against that BYU defense. He's averaging 17 and a half a game. How I many think did the Cougars he have in the first do a good game? job and slow down K.J. Fagan. How many did he have in the first I game? I didn't look how many he had in the first game. I just looked at averages in conference and overall. Okay. Here we go. Jerem's going to hes gonna have a problem with this if it's he had not. nine. Oh, nine, okay. So, hey. <laughs> no, don't pressure me. Oh, this. double my, dribble. That one's only worth one. That one's only worth one. Whatever. Every point counts when you're down by seven. <laughs> you have two players that have an opportunity to score a point. They, against bear, a te- they like never play. Against a team that BYU typically blows out. Yes, 17 plus. Okay. If they don't win by 17, then they're, then I will start to believe that the curse is probably a little bit. Bring better. it on, Cougar boy. Let's go. Coming up, a coach is leaving BYU to join a national team. Just don't forget your protective suit, okay? <laughs> I'm not worried about the dudes living with their parents in their basements. Come on. Potential BYU on BYU crime tonight in the G League. This is BYU Sports Nation. Deliver that pizza. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. It was a play-by-play Thursday. Thanks to today's guest, the radio play-by-play tonight for Santa Clara BYU, Greg Rebell, and ESPN's. TV play-by-play, Roxy Bernstein. If you miss any of the show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Coming up tomorrow, Bishop Steve Cleveland. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. He really is, Bishop. No. I know. Uh, BYU signed 22 players yesterday. The class includes one four-star signing and wide receiver Gunnar Romney from Chandler, Arizona. Men's basketball. Game night for the Cougars who host Santa Clara. 
11 Eastern, 9 Mountain on ESPNU and BYU Radio. As we just mentioned, pregame starts at 10 on BYU Radio with Jason Shepard and Greg Rebell. The Cougars are 14-1 as a member of the WCC against the Broncos. Baseball. West Coast Conference coaches pick BYU to win the league with five of the ten first place votes. BYU is the preseason conference champ. Second baseman Brennan Anderson, shortstop Daniel Schneeman. Now fielder Keaton Kringlin were selected to the all-WCC preseason team. Volleyball. BYU men's assistant coach Lucas Slabe has been hired by USA Volleyball as an assistant to Karch Karai for the women's national volleyball team. Slabe will finish the season with the BYU men before taking his next opportunity. The seventh-ranked Cougars play at UC San Diego tonight, 9 Eastern. Women's basketball. The ladies play at Santa Clara tonight, 10 Eastern. Brigham won the first meeting on January 13th, 65-47. The Cougars are tied for second place in the league. Jimmer! Fredette scored 27 points in a Shanghai Sharks 93-82 win over the Shenzhen Leopards. Fredette also had five rebounds, five steals, Jerem. How about some defense from the Jimmer and a couple of assists? Cougars in the PGA. Mike Weir is currently playing in the first round of the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am with cats on the course. Zach Blair and Daniel Summerhays tee off today as well. Back to 14. Cougars in the association. Uh, I believe he's got a six iron in his hand, Jerem. LJ Rose and Kyle Collinsworth face off in a G League battle tonight in Salt Lake. Big Rush of Five back in Utah. That's his Twitter handle. Also, Tyler Haas had 10 points and four rebounds in a St. John's Edge win in the great land of Newfoundland. Soccer. Uh, yeah, it's like uh, a weird time there because there's 30 minutes later. BYU Women's Soccer welcomed five new signees yesterday, including three forwards and two midfield. Tennis. BYU Women's Tennis in California to play UC Irvine in its first road game of the season at 4.30 Eastern, and the tennis teams are performing well to this point in the season. Softball. 19th-ranked softball begins the season in the Kajikawa Classic in Tempe, Arizona against Stanford and Western Michigan today. Stanford game is at 4.30 Eastern on the Pac-12 Network. Beat the trees. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. We're like the McKees now. Yeah, and for that reason too, right? Yeah. Uh, Rise and Shout uh, goes to the BYU football coaching staff for putting together another solid class of guys BYU hopes. Uh, Like Greg said, there's other guys in the program that will probably have more of an impact now, but these guys will have an impact in a couple of years. What is your biggest takeaway from BYU football's signing day at YFangirl underscore JB? Excited to see how Stacey Connor will make things interesting to an already interesting quarterback battle. Our elite tweet of the day from at Shea Lawrence C. Shep's Lounge needs to become a regular thing. Spencer Linton can be in charge of providing snacks. I'm all over it, <laughs> Good man. idea. All over Conversation it. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use hashtag BYUSN. Show on demand, BYUSN.com. Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jeremiah and Spencer, shout out to Greg Rebell's bald brother, Jeff Campbell. BYU Sports Nation, back <laughs> at it tomorrow at noon Eastern. Jeff Campbell.